Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the Captain's Podcast. This is episode 44. And today we're going to be talking about a track called Purr. This is one of the most positive tracks on the Overcome Super album. Which is pretty amazing because the album itself is dark. It is really dark. Um, as is evident from the title of it. Uh, even on its surface. Let's put it this way. So, Purr, the music for Purr. Amazingly, was written in 2006. It wasn't written in the end, you know, like in 2010 or 2019 when the album was being um, heading towards completion. No, Pearl was written way back in 2006. Now, mind you, in 2006, I did not have the experience that I would get, you know, a couple of years down the road when I've actually met the first man that I really, really, really loved. And committed to. Um, Purr is a dream. It is not about a real person. It is not about a real man. It is about a dream of being with one. It's about a dream of love. And what does it feel like? And at the same time, it, it is literally a dream. I do not remember the dream itself. And I don't think it was one dream. But it was a multitude of dreams that are with me throughout my life. You know, I see dreams very often. So uh, it's like a cumulative of those dreams, like an extract from those dreams. What does it feel like to be in love, to be with a man, to be on his lap and to feel a certain way? What does it feel? What does that magic feel like? That's what this song was about. It was about the yearning, it was about looking forward to something like that. I've made that extract from a multitude of my dreams. From a multitude, I mean, and I mean like actual dreams, right? When you go to sleep and you see dreams and you experience things. In my case, it's very vivid. It's always been very vivid. Ever since I've been a little kid. Um, everything is tangible and audible, and um, even down to the scent. You can feel all the scents in my dreams, and all the colors, and everything feels so real, so amazingly vivid, mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And um, so what I was going for here, I took that motif 
from my dreams. And I made a song out of it and have put it not in the end of the Overcome album, but somewhere, you know, fairly, fairly in the middle. Because that was something that I was looking forward to. That was something that I was dreaming of. I wanted this to be real. At the time, back in 2006, in the midst of all that... Uh, of all that darkness and everything that was going down, I wanted to look forward to something very positive. This is what I was looking forward to. So let's read through the lyrics, and um, some of it is pretty clumsy. Once again, I apologize for my English from back from 2006 because it wasn't very concise, it wasn't very on point. I didn't have a lot of practice, um, and I definitely didn't have any practice with English-speaking folks. So, my English was clumsy. However, uh, it is what it is, and I'll try to explain lines which might seem cryptic or obscure anyways. So, here's the first verse. Not a word I can say. I'm amazed, and the time is delayed. Bathed in your warm embrace, I want you to tell me. Is it a dream? Shall you not dim? This is a very weird way of saying this, but in other words, not a word I can say, I'm speechless. I'm amazed, and the time's delayed. Well, time stopped, basically. That's the feeling, like when you're very happy, you're so happy that time stops. And nothing else exists. Based in your warm embrace, I want you to tell me, is it a dream? Shall you not dim? Uh, it's like talking about the light. It's about... It's about the perception of love with a man, like bathing in sunlight, like bathing in sunshine, in the warm rays of sun. And that I discovered later. That I discovered later. But in my dreams, that's what it felt like. It's like bathing in the warm sunlight and feeling its embrace. And the sun is very powerful and very masculine, of course. And, um... This is the question. Is it a dream? Shall you not dim? Like, I don't want this sun to go out. I don't want this love to fade. I don't want this man to disappear. Then there's the next verse. You are the only, you are the one. Oh no, it's not the verse, it's the hook. You are the only, you are the one whom I've belonged all my life long. Whom I've belonged to. That would be more, that would be more correct all my life long. Seems like my life had just now begun. I never thought that, though always knew. You were somewhere, you must have been there. Now that you're near, don't disappear, my dear. You basically get the meaning, right? Uh, it's like wanting to meet someone with whom you will feel that you've known each other forever. And that you truly belong to this man, and this man belongs to you. It's this this feeling, and I've had the this concept deep, 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 deep inside of me. This notion that this is exactly what it's gonna feel like. My dreams were just a very vivid illustration of those feelings because I've met him in my dreams, and he wasn't in the shape of one particular man, even though. 
it approximated something that I liked, I guess, um, some features that I've admired. It was again a cumulative thing, but the feeling, the way that I will feel when I meet him, it was there. That notion was inside of me. So then goes the second verse. It goes, calmed and soared by your touch. I feel you cured my every nudge. I allure and gently purr, wild-eyed and hot-like I never felt. I almost melt. Calmed and soared. That's a very strange way to say it. Again, apologize for my English. Soared as in soar, to soar high above. So feeling calmed, which is again strange way to, to say it, right? Being soothed, calmed. Um, feeling calm and soaring at the same time because of his touch. I felt that he cured, that he's healing me, because that's what love does. And that's how later on, a year later, a year and a half later, I've discovered with that man that I really, really fell in love with, my first love. With him, I felt like I'm healing. Despite, despite all the mess and all the drama and all of those things, there were those very important moments when, with him, I felt like I do belong, really, and that with him I can heal. Uh, and it's the, this, this feeling of being serene, being calm, these moments of heaven, these moments of bliss, and at the same time soaring and being somewhere like in an absolutely magical place. Wild-eyed and hot-like, I never felt. I almost melt. And then again, there's the hook. For I am the only, for I am the one, whom you have craved all your life long. Seems like our lives had just now begun. You've been suspecting, but I always, but I knew for sure. Both of us were always so near. Now that we're here, don't disappear, my dear. And then there's a conclusion... Uh, and by the way, mind you, there is like a mirroring going on in the hooks because the first hook says, "You are the only, you are the one whom I've belonged all my life, all my life long, belonged to all my life long." Seems like my life had just now begun. In the second hook, it just says, "For I am the only, for I am the one." So now it's like, "You are the one for me, and I am the one for you." And that's, like, dreaming for a perfect relationship. Well, I mean, who doesn't dream of a perfect relationship? Who doesn't dream of a perfect love? Of a, of a big, great, enormous love. Love that is larger than life. Lar love that is larger than the sun and stars and everything. So then there's a conclusion to the song, the outro, and it goes, You are the one, I am the one, together, on our way to find the sun. We are the one. We are the one. Now, surely, we can break through every storm. Oh, through any storm. We can break through any storm. So, as you can see, the song itself, it, it doesn't have, like, very deep layers of meaning or anything like this. It's pretty simple in its message. It's, um, it was written because I was dreaming of finding that man. I wanted to find that man. I was looking for him. Um, at times I felt hopeless because I didn't know if it 
would, if that door would ever open for me at all. I didn't know if I will be ever in a position to even hope for anything like this. But still deep down I was hoping. I was hoping, I was aspiring, I wanted that, I was craving this. Uh, and I was ready to give a lot, a lot, only to have it. And that was in 2006. Um, Purr actually was one of the songs that was written early on. I think it was written at the same time as Dissolved at Dawn, uh, a song that I will talk about a couple of episodes later. Um, approximately the same time when Tower Call, the first track, was being written. So it's a very old track. It was written early on, and then it was just sitting there, and I sort of knew that I'm going to put it somewhere... Somewhere in the middle of the album, but not in the beginning. Definitely not in the beginning. And musically, I was trying to capture the dreamlike vibe of it. A sunny, dreamlike vibe. And we will get to this music analysis of it. Let's actually go and get to it uh, in the next section, shall we? So here we go with the music analysis. Now, first of all, uh, Purr is kind of a modular song. It doesn't stick to the same key throughout its duration. So even the opening intro sequence is very dreamy uh, by design, and it's difficult to tell what kind of key is this. It starts out with an A-flat major, and then I will name the other chords uh, as it progresses, but I will name them, you know, in layman's terms, just for the sake of simplicity. So, chain that's going on there. As you can see, every uh, chord in this chord progression is a major chord. Each one of them is a uh, is a mage 7 or a plus 7 chord. A major plus 7 chord. A flat major plus 7. With a Lydian 4th in it see it. You can hear it, right? And there is an E major plus 7 Lydian, again with a Lydian 4th. Then it goes into a C major, same story, Major plus seven with a Lydian fourth. Occasional nine. But then we're going up a third, a minor third to E 
flat major plus 7. Going in fourth again. Another um, minor third up. To a G flat major plus 7. And we're back in an A flat uh, major. So. This sets the dreamy, uh, the dreamy kind of vibe for the first verse, and this also is going to be the uh, chord progression for the verse. So let's listen from the beginning. I'll turn the mic. I'll turn the mic. Let's listen from the beginning and uh, hear hear what's going on there. Doesn't doesn't continue that same chord progression, but it changes to a different one. However, the principles the principles used in that chord progression are going to be along the same uh, same lines. track is built around major seven chords and nines. So this is a D major plus seven. Then what happens next? It goes again a minor third upwards to an F major plus seven. Plus seven, it's a nine. 
So once again. After that, we're going downwards to a D flat major. And that D flat major, unsurprisingly, utilizes a Lydian fourth in it. to an E major, which is again, we're going upwards a minor third. You see there is a, we're going down half a step, so it was E major. through a chromatic movement, uh, we're going through an E flat major plus 7-9, back to a D major plus 7-9. Descending again to an uh, D uh, D flat major plus seven nine back to an E major E major plus seven nine. sharp major uh, with suspended with a suspended fourth kind of no with an added sixth with an added uh, nine major. Let's listen to this section.
Am I going back into the same same chord sequence that we've already had in the intro and on the first verse without any changes? There's the C major, E flat major, A flat major.
different chord sequence in the end. Alright, so let's dissect the um, the outro. Let's go through the outro. So that instrumental section, I won't even go into that because I roughly sort of played it. The important thing to note about this instrumental section that it sets the stage for the outro. And then when the outro kicks in, it's basically the same four chords that have been repeated all over again. Let's turn the mic. So, as I said, D flat major, a pretty pop sequence. thing that's going on there and I will not be replicating it right now because I'm just basically showing you the context, alright? So then after that, after this most intense climactic point blows out, after that we're headed into the, I don't know, let's call it something like post-outro because we're gonna stay in the key of D-flat major, only that, um, let's see, let's see what's going on there.
dies out and dies out in a very dreamy fashion. That pad that is that is soaring above everything is one of my most favorite sounds. I love it. I really love it. It shows you like a dream is fading away, or like the sun is setting and you're waiting for another day and you're hoping that next day the things that you hope for are gonna come true. You're waiting and you're hoping. And sometimes that sun that you see day after day is your only hope. So then it dies out. Um, what's important to note about this post-outro section is that in fact it it is the same exact chord progression that was happening in the intro. The difference is is that it is transposed and it's in a different key. So you have a D flat major. on and on and on and fades out really really slowly it's one of those tracks uh, on which I've deliberately made a very slow fade out it has a purpose because uh, when you listen to it and preferably you listen to this song really closely uh, perhaps even in your headphones uh, back in the day when I was writing this uh, these tracks when I started working on overcome I had to work in my headphones so I would sit in those headphones and I would listen and listen and listen and I would try to share that experience I wanted I wanted the listener to dream off and to wander out and to follow those uh, last glimpses of melody and last glimpses of the chords fading into the distance and still changing and still doing something I almost I always found it sort of a magical moment, uh, the fade-out on some songs. And sometimes you think, damn it, I wish this fade-out thing would just go on and on and on and never, never fade. And sometimes you just want to get carried away just there. You want to go after the song and you want to be part of that song. I've had that feeling with quite a few songs um, of my favorite bands when I was listening to them. I never liked it when the fade-out would be just, you know, too quick. No. Some songs are okay with it, but, you know, in this particular case, I wanted to have a longer fade-out. 
So you see, uh, to conclude this music analysis, the entire song is built around major chords. There was just one single minor chord in a in um, in that four chord sequence where the where it was the climactic point of the song, right? was the only the only minor chord in an otherwise overwhelmingly major song however it still feels that there is a great deal of tension going on and some underlying sadness and yearning and that comes from the Lydian major and it also comes the other component to this is that uh, the way the chords treat each other when in context so the very common movement uh, in this song is that after a major chord you have a descending pattern that goes you see what happens it goes down a major third not a minor third like it's supposed to go right if we were in A flat major right this would be the, the next chord but no instead of that it does something different then, as if that's not enough, it does that again. Another major third down. And then the movement of the bass and the chords upwards quite often in this song, overwhelmingly, is a minor third. You see what's happening? It's a pattern. And the entire song is built on these particular intervals. And the melody outlines the third of the chord, the seventh quite often, and the Lydian fourth. Uh, and that's what makes this song so strange, you could say. So not typical and so unique. Uh, I am not saying that to boast or anything like that, to pat myself on the back. Um, all I'm saying is that I've used these tools, let's put it this, I've used these colors uh, to paint this song because I wanted a specific particular flavor. I wanted it to be all very sunshiny, you know, as if you're bathing in the sunlight. And at the same time, with this underlying um, sense of tension like it is in a dream when you're really in the midst of that dream but you still feel that something is off something is wrong even if the dream is so vivid you still feel that something is wrong everything is too good and it turns out that you're not wrong because then the dream ends and you wake up and everything is gone and there is a certain level of sadness hidden in that very happy moment in the dream because you already sort of know that all of this is not forever that all of this is gonna it's fleeting it's gonna be over that's what makes that moment so complex so emotionally rich and deep let's put it this way anyways with that being said let's move on to the next section shall we
So as you can see, Purr stands sort of in stark contrast to the previous tracks, to a lot of the previous tracks on the Overcome album. It's a very strange, very dreamy, very sunny, very major, and I mean major as in musical terms, major, um, song. It contrasts vastly with songs like The Beast or Hero Torture even or everything's fine it's like it's from a different it's almost like it's from a different album and yet it belongs exactly in overcome because it gives you the highlight it gives you a little a little ray of light that shines through the darkness of this album is that little ray of hope that you have and that's exactly I'm, again the way i was compiling the tracks for overcome i wanted to convey what it felt like to have those rays of light shining through that darkness in my life. I wanted to portray that, I wanted to depict that, I wanted to paint it in music, and I've used various tools for this, and in this case, I've resorted to Lydian Major uh, in the case of this song, which is a very powerful tool, and quite frankly, this is perhaps my most favorite type of major, uh, major scale, the Lydian Major. More than that, because I can't get enough of that Lydian major, I like to treat every chord, I like to put together a chord progression that is interesting, that is intriguing, uh, where you can use the sevens and Lydian fourths and thirds and fifths, you can use them for a melody, where the melody can rest, and at the same time treat every next chord as if it is its own new key, and it is a Lydian, um, a Lydian scale. Lydian and still um, a major 7 chord. So sometimes the melody comes first and sometimes the chord progression shows up first and then I go from there. Uh, but the Lydian major is definitely my most favorite type of major. Um, so Purr acts on contrast. It contrasts to everything that you have heard so far on the Overcome album, and uh, you can see the power of um, the power of major. Major can be very different; it can have very different flavors. It, 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 a major key can be actually extremely boring. You know, natural major can be very boring. Harmonic major can be very boring, or it can be just you know dull, um, unexpressive, inexpressive. But when you spice it up a little bit and you just find the right chords and you put them in the right sequence and you allow the melody to just flow, float over it, it can become very dreamy and very surreal. And uh, that's what Purr is musically. With that being said, I'm gonna be wrapping up this episode. Thank you for being with me here. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, so uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to you. I hope you are doing well, looking forward to the holiday season. And since the holiday season is kicking in, gradually, I of course want to invite you to check out my other business, which is Skin Health and Aromatherapy at southerncaracol.com, where you can get yourself various bundles of soap and shampoo bars and lotions and lip balm, aromatherapy soaps, this kind of stuff. So, if you're looking for some interesting gifts for yourself or for your relatives, that is something that is cheap enough 
that is affordable and is of high quality because all of this is handcrafted. Check out southerncaracol.com and uh, pick up something for yourself or for your relatives or friends, something like that, and your skin will thank you for it. Also, too, uh, if you've never listened to my music and never heard any of my music, uh, check out Catherine Corelli, Catherine with a C, Corelli with a C on any major streaming platform. It might be Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes or Deezer or YouTube. And if you're going to check me out on YouTube, also check out my Cat Talk series. It's a video cast type of thing where I sit down every five days and I talk about things that bother me in modern day society. Uh, and I also have a playlist there on YouTube which is called Cat Vibes where I'm basically thrown out... Um, more or less casual footage. Sometimes it's me um, playing guitar or recording vocals or working with clay or something along those lines. So if you're interested and you want to check that out, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I will appreciate that and you will help me out a lot. Also, if you like some of my content and you share it. If you like some of my music and you share it, I would appreciate that tremendously, actually. If you have any questions about this podcast or about some individual songs or you more or you want a more of in-depth kind of analysis or you need some charts um, something along those lines or you want to ask specific questions or leave me comments and make sure that they will get to me then reach out to me at ladycatherinecarelli at gmail.com all the links are going to be in the description my email included that being said Thank you for spending your time with me. I love you, and you'll hear me in the next episode.